You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. All right, everyone. Super excited to bring you my buddy here at Spectacular Smith today. I actually met Spec a couple years ago, right? We're at an EO event. And when you first introduced yourself, I didn't know what to make of your name. I was like, whoa, is his name really spectacular or is it spec? Like, what is it exactly? We'll talk about your name in a second, but quick background intro from me. And I would love to love for you to fill in the gaps as well. But founder and CEO at AdWiser, a social media marketing company. He's got a lot more than that going on. So chairman and CEO. AdWizar. AdWizar? I thought it was AdWiser. That makes a lot more sense. But anyway, we'll go with AdWizar. Founder of record label Mula Music Group. Did I get that one right? All right, cool. Member of Pretty Ricky. You got to check out his videos because I didn't realize until after I met Spec that I had listened to his music growing up. And he's also the owner of 14 companies. Also has been honored as one of the top five most influential entrepreneurs in tech and music. And has also been honored as the innovator of the year by Black Enterprise. So Spec, how's it going? Sorry for butchering your company name. No, it's all good. Everybody misses it up, man. But it's all good. It's still the same thing no matter what. So yeah, man, happy to be here, man. Cool. Good deal. So why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of your pretty Ricky days leading up to all the stuff you're doing now? Because there's got to be some type of transition and some transformation going on there. Yeah, it all started from getting in a group with my brothers. My father wanted me to get in a group. And at the time, I didn't know how to rap. I didn't know how to do anything, but they wanted me in a group because I knew how to dance. I used to always be in the dance group. And so he told me, get on the stage, dance with your brothers. They gave me a rap song one time. It was like, hey, get on this song. And I got one song, one verse, like, you know, all the girls started going crazy when I started rapping my verse. And we came up with a song called Ground On Me, Your Body, on the hotline. We did worldwide tours freaking killing it on the road, Scream Tour 4, Scream Tour 5. And we was on top of the world, man. So 17 million albums and singles worldwide. And from that, end up getting into it with the label. And my father, who was the manager slash label owner, he just made some bad decisions with the money, you know, and just left us flat broke. Like we had no money. Like it This was, was after broke. your success. Yeah, this is after. This is like on my second album. We at the height of our career. We just had a freaking top five hit caught on the hotline. And then my dad just, you know, said, hey, listen, we got into it with the label. The lead singer left and everything just hit the fan. It was pretty bad. And my dad just wanted to keep the group going. So he put he replaced the singer that we had with another singer. It just didn't mesh together. And. I had to figure out how to still make money. Imagine being famous and broke. Like that's a horrible recipe like that. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) So I had to transition from being in the music industry and actually performing on stages to transition into social media. So one day I got a call from a guy named Matty J. He was like, your spec, you can make money off of tweeting. And I was like, all right, cool. If I can make money off of tweeting, then... I mean, this is the time. This is it. All right, cool. So I started figuring out a way I can grow a massive following. So I started creating parody accounts. Cat Williams, Will Ferrell, Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, Kevin Hart, Jay-Z, Beyonce. And I started blowing these different accounts up. Grumpy Cat. Like I started building these these assets online and started making thousands and thousands of dollars within the second and third month. 
I was freaking crushing it. I was at 10,000 and the next month, 20,000 and 40,000 and 60,000. Like it just kept going up every month. And then I just realized that, man, you know what? I'm doing this by myself for my own company, for my own private accounts. Let me go and do this for celebrities because they already have a massive audience. And I have the formula to actually monetize, which at the time it was traffic acquisition, selling ads against traffic. So when you go to the website and you send the traffic there, advertisers bid in real time on banner placements. So we started killing it, man. We started making millions of dollars. I started making millions of dollars off of that and decided to bring it to celebrities because they had like 5 million, 10 million, 20 million followers. Guys like Akon, Snoop Dogg, like these guys have massive followings. So I had the skill set. They had the following and I basically did partnerships with them to actually start growing that social media following and helping them make money off of it and monetizing it. And then I transitioned from that to, you know what? Uh, maybe I should just help more executives because celebrities, they're freaking snooty duty sometimes. And they are ungrateful sometimes. And I just got sick of it. So I decided to create an agency. That's when I created Awazar. And I decided to not only work with the celebrities, but actually work with the everyday entrepreneur who has a great story, who has a great product, but don't know how to get it to the masses, don't know how to grow their social media following, don't know how to market themselves. And I started helping them do that. And we started killing it. Then we started getting Fortune 500 companies, Zappos, uh, Clark Shoe brand, like all these different Fortune 500 companies came with six-figure budgets. Like, hey, do what you're doing for us like you're doing for these mom-and-pop entrepreneurs. And that's what we started doing. And then we transitioned from that to saying, you know what? I want to change lives. I know I have information that anybody can do it, no matter who you are. It's proven systems. And all you got to do is follow step by step and you can do the same thing. So I was like, you know what? I want to be someone who brings impact to my community so I can create more leaders and create more millionaires and minority millionaires at that. And I decided to create what I was doing for myself and for others and be able to put it in a way where the average person could come in and build their business from literally zero, not even having an idea to using my systems and templates and launching a business to seven figures in accelerated time. I love that. So there's a lot to unpack there. The first question I have is literally you're at the top of the world, super famous. You're getting millions and millions of views. You can say, I don't know, hundreds of millions of views, right? And 17 million sold. What were you feeling at the moment when you were at the top and then all of a sudden next moment you're broke, but famous? What's going on through your head? Well, for me, all my money was always in a kitty with my family. Like everything was a family owned business. That's how we seen it. All my brothers are in the group and my dad handled all the money. So I was used to not having no money, right? Because he used to always manage everything for us. And at the time I was like 18, 19 years old. So he handled everything. He was the guy who was always on the cutting edge on the things that was going on. So we felt like he was the best person to have the money in his hands. And when I found out we didn't have any money, it was like, wow. Like I was more shocked that he messed the money up more than me not having no money. Cause I was like, how did you mess this up? Right? So I was always dibbling and dabbling in the social media around that time that we kind of like took that left turn 
So it happened like right at the end of going broke and actually getting the call. I was already kind of in the motion. So I already kind of figured out how to make money off of social media. So when I actually had to leave, cause he kicked me out one day, like one day I was 28. He's like, yo, you got to get out. Kick me out the house. I had no money, no clothes, nowhere to go, no nothing. He got angry. He's just like, yo, get the F out my house. I was like, wow. You know, and I just went, I pushed all my chips into the online space on social media, follower growth and monetization. And, and it worked out for me. Got it. That's awesome. And so what I'm sensing, and you can feel free to, you know, clarify or correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you always seem to figure it out, right? So, you know, you're kind of knocked down there. And then the next moment you figure out, okay, I actually have a lot of relationships. I can start to work with celebrities. There's a social media thing. You kind of, you meet at the center of that and you make that work. And then you realize, holy crap, it's time to level up from the celebrities because they're hard to work with. Boom, I'm going to move to the next thing, right? Can you give people a sense of, you know, from you being kicked out to you making your first million, how long did that take? Because that's what you're trying to do right now. You're trying to help, you know, mint a lot of these millionaires, right? You said, how long did it take me to make my first million? Yeah. So going from 28 broke being kicked out to making your first million, how long did that take? It was in the first year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's when I knew my dad was holding me back because he didn't want me to do things that he really couldn't control. Because he knew his moneymaker was the music stuff. So I feel like me and my skill set and the way that I learn and pivot and do things, I would have been at $100 million right now if I would have had the access to the capital that I had at that time. And the fame that I had at that time, I would have been Diddy right now. Yeah. I feel. But I had to start from zero to get to where I'm at now. And I made some great investments and I made a lot of money by my investments on top of my agency, on top of my other companies. And it's just been a beautiful journey. But yeah, I had to start from zero. Got it. I love that. I mean, it just goes to show that, look, if you, not only if you put in the effort, but if you learn how to connect the dots, you know, you're going to do fine. And it takes, sometimes it takes a while to compound or sometimes you can hit it out of the gate quickly. So for you right now, what is the, I guess, what is the structure, the business structure look like? Because do you still have the agency and then what else do you have? What are the main things you focus on right now? Yeah. So the main things I'm focusing on right now is my nonprofit uh, called the Power Circle. And basically the Power Circle is a community that got built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs to be able to give resources and be able to have mastermind meetups and similar to the EO model and just doing it for minorities and people of color. So we have a safe space where we can actually communicate and really become better as people in like just period. And like even with EO, it's like three black people. And I think the reason why is because they don't see other black people that's involved on a scale. They just see one or two of spring. So there's nothing to push forward to. So I decided to found my version of EO so we can gather all people of color together so they don't feel outcast or they don't feel out of place. And now they see everybody that looked like them going through the same thing they're going through. And now we can share resources with the people that's further alone and we can bring everybody up. So that's something I'm focusing on. Of course, my school, Spectacular Academy, my online business school, I'm focusing on that. Just focus 100% on building more millionaires and more wealth into the urban community. Another company I have called Soshi Seed, where we're actually making it where the average person can change the way they support their favorite influencer. 
So we have an incubator where we're accelerating products to help influencers pair up with the right product that fit their niche. And then we have the incubator system that we test first to make sure we know this product works. Once it hits over six figures, we pair it with a celebrity. Once we pair it with that celebrity, then we let their favorite supporters, which is the fans, become micro investors, where now they own a percentage of that brand that they help support and they help blow up. So just imagine Kali Cosmetics, as a super fan, you was able to get a percentage of that company before it became Kali Cosmetics and her selling it for $600 million for 50 something percent for the company. So those are like the three main business models I'm focusing on, which is Spectacular Academy, Awazar, Social C, Awazar Technology, and the Power Circle. So those are the five companies I'm putting focus on right now. Got it. And then what kind of numbers can you share around the businesses right now? So you can share employee size, growth rates, revenues, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for Awazar, we are at 25 employees, and that's including like uh, independent contractors, W-2s, and building that out. And what I do is I basically have my holding company that manages everything. And I have the same team basically help out with the other different companies. So we share the talent for each different company. And like the power circle is more volunteer. And we have a board of 10 people that volunteer their time for the nonprofit. Social C, and like you said, that's all sharing the same talent. Awazar Tech, we added three more executives on Awazar Technology and the same team. So everything is really like integrated together where we have the holding company and everything kind of just like goes together because everything flows because it's the same skill set, marketing, branding, social media growth, and it's just different operations uh, for each different business. Got it. That's fascinating, man. So do you see it being potentially, so there's a the Berkshire Hathaway model, right? And then there's also the model, I think maybe Constellation Software, there's another private equity company. They kind of share resources like you do. Do you see that continuing long-term as you start to kind of build or, you know, kind of acquire other businesses? Or do you see yourself having, you know, kind of CEOs that run each division and separating them into different entities? Like, what do you see long-term? Long-term, I think majority of it is going to be under the umbrella. But we're going to have to build out different executives for each group and different leadership teams. It has to go like that. So right now I built the executive team around Avazar Technology. But for the other companies, we don't need it right now. My same leadership team is able to manage all the other businesses uh, with the actual operators. So Spec, I mean, you have, I mean, the vision's getting a lot bigger now, right? So do you envision yourself kind of, I'm assuming you've bootstrapped it up to now. Is that true, A? And then- Correct. I never took in any capital, but for Social C and Awazar Technology, we're going to take in investors. Just because it's an investor play with the Social C and having micro investors, I feel like it would just all make sense if we have investors, yeah. we're getting investors, they're able to meet investors, and it just plays out pretty well in terms of story-wise. I think that's super smart. So when you say micro-investors, this is like the crowdfunding model, right? I forgot, is it Reg CF? Is that what it is? Right, it's, it's the crowdsourcing model. Got it, One, okay, yeah. cool. So I wanna talk about how we started, I started seeing you on Clubhouse over and over. So Clubhouse is the new hotness as of this recording. It's been, I've probably been hanging out for the last three weeks or so. I haven't been on as much. What's your take on it and how much time are you spending on it per day right now? Clubhouse. I think I'm spending like at least a nice four to five hours a day if I end up in sessions. 
a good four or five hours. Got it. And so just so everyone knows, I mean, Clubhouse is the audio chat app that's on fire right now. Twitter has come out with spaces and beta. So they're basically ripping off of it right now. We'll see what happens. But what I can say is Spec has been throwing these rooms. He's always hanging out. He's super active. The rooms that he does moderate in, he's very generous. He's always introducing other people. Sometimes he pulls me up to it. Thank you for that, Spec. But he's really good at facilitating, right? And I think, you know, he's grown a following of it's not like clubhouse is really big right now he's got sixty six thousand followers already so when you look at what spec has done whether it's pretty ricky or all the accounts that he's helped grow or his own social following he knows a thing or two about just building a following in general so what is your long-term view on clubhouse what type of benefits has it brought you well i manage all of my marketing like i make sure like my team i'm really ingrained with them in terms of marketing and we track our marketing through a system called Hyros. And it's an unrecognized. And we clicked on it because we was like, hey, it's like six figures in there right now. Where is that money coming from? We clicked on it. And all of the money was coming from the link in my Instagram bio. And everybody who's clicking on a link in my bio is Clubhouse people. They're hearing us add value, add value, add value. And they're like, I want to know more. Let me go to this guy Instagram page. They're going through my feed. They're DMing me. They're clicking on my bio. They're registering for my live masterclass. And they're purchasing my program. And it added up in the last three weeks. It added over six figures in revenue alone. And I never told them to go to my link. I never told them about anything. I didn't have any call to actions. I strictly delivered value on stage. And they just wanted to know more and be more involved with my brand and what I had going on. So I think the trick with Clubhouse is making sure that you're able to add value and people are going to find you. If they resonate with you, they're going to find whatever product you're selling and they're going to buy it because you already proved yourself. And I think this is like an eye opener on even marketing. It's like, I don't even have to sell you. All I got to do is just add the value and you're going to find me and you're going to find out what products I have and you're going to see how can you get more ingrained in what I have going on in terms of product, because what I'm saying to you, you know, I can add value to your life. And if once you do the research and what I'm offering is something that you can benefit off of, you're going to buy because I already gave you all the nuggets for free. You just know if you end up paying for something, you know, it got to be 10 times better than this than what you're getting for free. Imagine once you pay. And the future of the clubhouse, I think is a phenomenal platform. It's one of the platforms that's low maintenance. It doesn't take a ton of production to get something started. In terms of putting out content every single day, is no pressure. You can literally put a robe on sitting in the backyard and boom, light a room up and have a thousand people in there. And you can't pay for that. Like if I put a webinar together, I put a thousand people in there. I'm going to pay like five grand, three grand, you know, six grand, like, and at a snap of a finger, you're getting in front of that many people. So when they figure out how to expand their bandwidth per room, it's going to be like 20, 30, 40,000 people. And that's why it's so important to be an early adopter. And that's why I'm taking it so serious because it's, 25% of people in the world has an iPhone. 75% has an Android. And I got this from my mentor. He's Jeff Hoffman. You know Jeff Hoffman. He co-founded Priceline.com. I text him and told him to get on Clubhouse. He was like, 
hey, it's not for androids, you know? And he gave me those statistics. And I'm just like, wow. So if it's at 25% and people, and not all iPhone users know about it yet either. So once it opens up, you're going to have the ability to get whatever message you want out to the masses on a click of a button. That's nuts. I actually didn't even think about that. It's it, By the way, like it's in beta right now. It's iPhone only, right? And so Specs' point is basically it's going to be a lot bigger than it is right now. And getting in early, like any social platform, that's a huge advantage, which you see a lot of these entrepreneurs hanging out 5, 10, 12 hours a day. When it was break time, I was doing four or five hours a day. I slowed down now, so I got to catch up again because my growth rate has slowed down. So do you see yourself continuing to spend five hours for the next year? Do you think it's a good investment of your time in that respect? I don't know how long I could keep the stamina going. Like it's the hard. Way, the way that I'm doing it now, but I feel like once it gets big enough, then I should be able to pop on a couple times a week and actually have something scheduled where every single week, my audience can expect something from me. So I think minimum once a week. And I think the flow would be at least two to three times a week. Yeah. So it's definitely something that is going to grow organically once more users come in. Because what happens is they go to the people that they like and then they go through their followers. And then their followers, they look at those and see other people they would like to follow. So that's when, when you're gone for like a week, you come back, you might have an extra thousand or 2000 or 5,000 because that's what people are doing. Another hack they're doing. And the reason why it's so strong and important to build your social media following on clubhouse as fast as possible. Because when you go to somebody profile, when you look at followed by, it has the top three people with the most following that from the very first person, the second most follow and the third most follow, right? That you follow. So if you following somebody on clubhouse and you go towards that bottom, your name is going to pop up. Your face is going to pop up for one of the first three, if you have the most followers. So it's just like something that is going to be uh, added value just by having just more visibility. Cause what attention goes, money flows. And I'm a strong believer in that. I love that. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. You've convinced me to spend even more time in it. Do you see any people, you know, my sense right now is I would just try to get a couple of my influential buddies in like a WhatsApp group or whatever and say, Hey, let's do a clubhouse right now. And you get all the people that have a ton of followers and it just kind of grows, right? Is that something that you're doing right now or? Yeah. So we actually have, I have an actual text group, but all the biggest marketers in one text group called clubhouse Kings. And we all are in there. Adrian Morrison, Kevin Davis, Nehemiah Davis, like it's a ton of marketers that's in this one chat, like 15 of us and everybody, you know, kills it in marketing and the info marketing space. And then I have the power circle chat of all like, you know, thought leaders in that chat. And I just post in the chat, hey, this is going down, whoever won in, let's go. Other than that, you still just have the hallways. When you go in the hallways, you can see who's part of whatever group and also just following them, it'll notify them. So whenever I go live, it notifies them and they're a part of my club. So the clubs are the future of Clubhouse. So when you get in the Clubhouse, the first thing you got to do is create your club. So as your club start building, my club right now has over 40,000 people in it. So on top of my 60,000 followers and my 30,000, I mean, my 40,000 in the club, I'm over six figures just on Clubhouse in terms of reach. 
So when you build up the club, the people, the members that's in the club are all the thought leaders I have in the club. So if you go to the Power Circle Club, you'll see Grant Cardone, you'll see Tyrese Gibson, you'll see Karen Civil, you'll see you in there, you'll see Adrian Morrison, you'll see Tiffany Haddish, like you'll see all of these big influences, Master P, French Montana, like you name them, they're in the Power Circle. And when I launch a Power Circle club a room for the power circle it'll notify them in their feed that spectacular just launched a room under the power circle with 10 ways you can make a million in 2021 or whatever i decided to launch the room i love that man i think you know one thing it's what i'm seeing is you tend to spot the trends and you jump on it and then you don't just jump on it you write it right like i'll tell my other friends like you know neil who i do the podcast with we talk about it yesterday we're nerding out on it and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. It's like, yeah, I'll sh- I'm pretty sure it'll change your mind. But you, you're actually like, you hear about it and you actually take advantage of it, right? So I think that's the difference between, you know, people that take advantage of people that don't. And so I do want to talk about, because you have a knack for growing an audience, what have you, it seems like you use the same trends, the same learnings from growing a Twitter following or a YouTube following or whatever, right? Here's a general question for you. For people that want to grow today, what platforms are you most interested in? And what do you think is the best way to grow? It's a very general question. Yeah, it really depends on who they are and what they're trying to accomplish. Right now, if you're looking to grow your, and it really depends on your skill set too, right? If you're creative, then like TikTok is your thing. You know, if you're a creative person, you might go to TikTok and just blow up because the algorithm is so Mickey Mouse in terms of virability. Like it'll take off like crazy. You do the do, right do you have one? I have TikTok, but I'd never go on it just because the production, like you got to literally put together a situation, right? And my boy, he has like 30 million on TikTok and he's like, spec is super simple. But I have to just be in that zone to understand that I want to jump on it and I have to see the ROI based on my time. And it's easy just to take content I already have, chop it up and just add it and just add the the different components that make it viral. But once I go, it's going to be game over just to take off. And especially like, the different elements that that help you like cross posting, creating content with other viral influencers. Like I can get to a million followers in no time if I wanted to. I just never had the want to do it versus Clubhouse. It's easy. It's low maintenance. It's low production. All I got to do is just turn my mic on and just talk and talk about what I'm hearing is it's focus, right? At the end of the day. Yeah. Whatever your focus is, You know, that's what you want to focus on. Like if you are beautiful and you're a person who don't really want to focus on having content content, you can just post pictures all day on Instagram and grow just on Instagram by itself. Right. If you got long form content, then you can go on YouTube and you can start creating long form content and you can start chopping it up and putting it on Facebook. Chop it up, put it on LinkedIn. Then you can transcribe what you're saying on the actual long form content and create a 10,000 word article and put it on LinkedIn as an article, like in these different content pieces you can focus on, but it really depends on what your goal is, what you're trying to do and yeah, what you're trying to accomplish and then go find what platform fits that the best. And I'm a strong believer in focus on one platform and then take that content and distribute it to the next. I love that. Cool. I forgot to ask in the beginning. So spectacular, is that your real name or birth name? Dude, that's like the best, like you're born for marketing because that name is unforgettable. And that name in itself, did that name, this is total curiosity, like growing up, 
when you know your name is spectacular, does that make you feel a certain way? Like, does that give you a sense of confidence? You know, what's crazy to me. It was just a name. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago, I realized my name was spectacular, right? Yeah. I just researched the definition of spectacular like a couple of years ago. Like I never like dug into it and it was just my name. It's just what people call me. That's my name. And then I realized like, hold up, my name's spectacular. Like spectacular. Yeah. Like, okay, well, all right. That makes sense. All right. Like, let me go see what the definition and this like literally a couple of years ago and spectacular basically means like visually appealing. That's what it means. <laughs> I think it means more than that, right? It's, it's visually appealing, but it also just means you're like, you're just amazing in general. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's like the example of the spectacular word. It's like visually appealing. Like I'll research it right now. Let's just see what the official definition of. But yeah, absolutely. I never thought about the actual word spectacular. To me, it was my name. Yeah. I know that's is, it, is it affecting you now in any way? Because I, I have to imagine, like, if you name your kids an amazing name, like maybe it gives them a boost. This is just pure curiosity. Yeah, I don't know. My son, I have a junior. His name is Spectacular Smith Junior. So <laughs> I have a junior. Yeah. So, yeah. but the definition is beautiful in a dramatic and eye-catching way. Dude, that's really specific. I like that. So let's see how your son feels in a couple of years. You let me know. He um, freaking loves his name. He owns his name. He's like. My name is spectacular. Like, I think he understands better than I did what his name is and the meaning of it. Because you can't tell. He's seven, but you can't tell him nothing. Like, he owns it, like, 100%. Yeah, Spec Junior, that's his nickname. He has an Instagram, too, if you want to check him out. I love that, man. It's You know, people talk about the brand name. That brand name is memorable. It's really good, right? And by the way, guys, go check out Spectacular's Twitter because you can see his pictures from when he was 18. I guarantee you, you knew that you were spectacular because <laughs> those pictures were I I'm like, man, the confidence <laughs> is freaking amazing. But yeah. um, cool. So I want to talk about, so you work with your spouse, right? Mm -hmm. Can you talk about kind of, you know, pitfalls and then what you'd recommend to making it work really well? Because actually I see on Clubhouse, there's a lot of partners that work together and they're in the same chat rooms. You do that a lot too, right? So talk to us about that. Cause I don't see that working for a lot of people. Yeah. I think it was understanding our roles and we used to bump heads so much at the beginning. It was a horror. Like it was pretty bad. Once we understood who was doing what I stayed out of her lane, she stayed out of my lane. And then we figured out how to separate it in the household. And the tools that helped me do that was Traction. It's a book called Traction. The EOS system is called the Entrepreneur Operating System. And then we read the book called Rocket Fuel. And those different tools changed everything. And then we took another test. This is one of them, but the test we took is called MyBankCode.com. So we went to mybankcode.com and it basically tells you who you are as a personality. What's your DNA? And it breaks it down. It's a simple test you can take literally in like two minutes. And it's just like rearranging cards based on your core values. And we took this training, a workshop that come with that website and it broke down our personality types. And now she understood me more as an individual, somebody who loves to win. I love competition. I love a challenge. I love image. Like, that's what I love. And she's a blueprint, which is somebody who loves structure, systems, rules, 
versus me, I hate rules. I don't want rules. Like I'm the type of person that like, if you tell me not to put my seatbelt on, I might not wear my seatbelt. I'm the guy in the carpool lane, right? Like, and I know I'm not supposed to be in a carpool lane, but I'm about to be late for my meeting. So guess what? I got to get in this carpool lane because I'm not trying to be late. Her, she would not go in a carpool lane. She would stay right in that lane and she would just be late. I'm not trying to be late. So like we understand each other personality types. And now when I'm coming to her, I know that if I'm leaving, I got to give her at least a week notice because that's her, it'll drive her crazy if I say, hey, I'm leaving tonight, I'm out. That's how I work. You come by, you say, hey, Spec, I'm around the corner. I'm coming by. What, you around the corner? I'm coming to the house. That's me. Oh, Spec, you want to go to Mexico? We're going tomorrow night. Oh, psh, count me in. Her? You tell her you going tomorrow night? Oh, no. You got to plan. You got to prepare. She got to pack. She got to know what's going on. She got to have the agenda. And the same thing was in the workspace. So the same way it worked personally is the same way I approached it in the workplace. So she understood me, understood her. We understood our roles and responsibilities. We separated the two. So I didn't step on her toes. She didn't step on my toes. We used the systems, traction, and we used different personality tests to make sure we understood each other to communicate correctly. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's using business frameworks, traction, you know, all those books are great, right? And I'll have to check out that personality test. But a lot of people are like, oh, but this is relationships. Don't apply business to it. But at the end of the day, business is working with people. And these are frameworks to working with people in an effective way, right? So it's good that you two have that. I think it's good for people listening to this that to understand that, hey, like frameworks help, processes help liberate relationships and make things easier, right? Yeah, absolutely. And once we understood each other more, because a lot of this stuff is just communication. Like somebody won't like you just because the way you communicate. You might be loud and obnoxious. You might be too quiet for somebody. They might think you up to something like. And once they understand who you are as a person and you communicate that correctly, all of a sudden you become likable. And the same thing in relationships, working together in a relationship. Just got to communicate and understand who that person is and how to get through to them and communicate correctly and effectively. Love that. It's all about communication. And same thing with companies too, all about communication and culture. So a couple more questions from my side, working towards wrapping up. What would you say the long-term goal is? Like, you know, obviously you read Scaling Up. What's the BHAG, the 10 to 25-year goal or like the overall goal for you? What's like that mega thing you want to do before you die? Yes, just build a legacy based on helping others and creating more wealth into the urban community. I feel like my culture is so behind. And since we are so behind, we have limited accesses and resources. So if we take everybody who has the access and resources and then make it more accessible, then we can create more wealth in my community. And that's my goal. I want to be the person that created more millionaires than McDonald's. I love that. Cool. So what would be, this is switching gears a little bit. What would be your favorite tool? Could be a business tool or personal tool. So it could be like a Peloton bike or it could be like, I don't know, whatever. My favorite tool. Yep. Could be business or personal tool. Like, so business tool might be like Slack. Mm, favorite tool. <laughs> my phone i don't know like I, I mean, yeah i mean the phone is the best thing man it's just uh just staying on point man and communicating and building relationships like i'm a relationship person 
you know, sending out messages, calling people, FaceTimes, like I freaking love interactions. And I think that's what drew me to Clubhouse so much. Yeah. It's just real life interactions, building relationships. Like I build a relationship with people that I never even met before that I know of and I yeah. respect them, but I never got a chance to meet them. Like Dan Locke got a chance to meet Grant Cardone right on my welcome party for Dan Locke. And it was like, oh my God, I, I study you. And it was like a real moment. It was like, yeah. wow, like, okay, Grant Cardone, meet Dan Locke. There you yeah. go. Two heavy cool. hitters. Yeah, right there. And now they can build from there. Grant Cardone freaking texts me all the time. And like yeah. he did a press release with my name in it. And he's donating to my charity, 10 grand, like to the power circle just to support us. And Tyrese and like, like all of these people are just building relationships like us. How many times we talk a couple times, maybe yeah. like we see each other in the EO stuff. Now I, I, we don't talk since clubhouse. We done met up like three, four, five times within yeah. like two weeks. So like yeah. it's building stronger relationships. And I feel like relationships is the real currency and real wealth in life. Yeah, look, they say your net worth is your network, right? And the clubhouse to me is a, such a rapid way of building relationships. It's like we've met each other a couple of times, but like actually tightening that, just listening to your voice a couple of times and interacting and then doing something like this, we wouldn't have been doing this if we didn't interact in, in clubhouse. Right? 100%. Yeah. 100% because we knew each other way longer than a little time span in clubhouse. But guess what? Yeah. Since we already heard each other, you heard some of my views. I heard some of your views. I'm teaching. You're teaching. We're putting up on each other up on stage. We're interacting more, right? You build relationships based on seven touch points. Yeah. And at yeah. this point, we're at seven touch points and beyond. But yeah. the clubhouse accelerated those touch points. Yeah. Right? I feel That's like Grant Cardone is my best friend. And I, don't, <laughs> you know, and I never met him in person before yet. Like, as soon as I go to Miami, we're going to meet up. But you're like best friends. Yep. Final question from my side, favorite business book? Well, that's a no-brainer right there. I think the business Bible is thinking rich. That's the business Bible. That's uh, Napoleon Hill, right? Napoleon Hill. That's the yeah. business Bible. I think nobody should ever go in business without reading Thinking Grow Rich. It's like the all-time classic. You know, what I can say on top of what Speck just said with that book, that's the only book I have where I actually repeat the mantra from the book every single day. I've been doing it since I was 23 years old. I don't know why. It's just been stuck with me, right? So that says a lot because Speck's saying that I'm saying there's something that where it's been stuck with me. So you have two people saying it. So if you haven't read it, check it out. Speck, this has been great. What is the best way for people to find you online? Man, if you guys want to find me online, you guys can go to I Am Spectacular on every social media channel. But Snapchat, which is I am Spectac, and Clubhouse is at Spectacular. But you can search my name, Spectacular Smith, on all platforms. I'll pop up. And also, if you guys want to reach me, you guys can text me personally, 786 661 1224. Once again, 786 661 1224. And if you do want to sign up for my free masterclass, all you got to do is text the hashtag masterclass to that number, and I'll shoot you a link. Awesome. Spec, thanks so much for doing this. Much love. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up. <laughs>